0: From your perspective, Steve, um, as a primarily broker-dealer lawyer, I know you do lots of other things. Yeah, for the last four or five years, it's been I've, I've been focusing on the securities regulation generally of this area, yep. and mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> you know, broker-dealer is certainly my background. But um, you, you know, the good news about stablecoins uh, is that um, they should generally fall outside of the securities regime, and I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast has heard about the Howey test um, and you know but the Howey test generally says that the that the investor the purchaser of the of the product is purchasing that project product with an expectation of profit through the efforts of, of another so you know the idea of a, a stable coin is that there wouldn't be a profit so that you know because it's stable there isn't it isn't volatility. That um, there could be no expectation that it will increase in value. The expectation is that it will stay stable. So, so maybe we can get even more specific. No expectation of profit for whom? Well, yeah, and that's another piece of it. So, so no expectation of profit from the efforts of others. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the SEC and their framework that they released, um, you know, earlier uh, is, you know, talks about um, active participants. As being the per, you know the persons involved in the project that are um, uh, the ones sort of driving you know promoting dr- driving the value effectively, and um, you know and so obviously with with blockchain DLT, you know the purpose is in many ways in many you know if it's if, if it's one of these permissionless systems public system, you know there 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 may not be any AP uh, you know active participant out there certainly that's that seems to be the determination that. Um, the SEC has made with respect to uh, to ether, and so, um, but but you don't even have to get to that piece of it uh, if you don't have an expectation of profit at all. So I think you know generally that you know that's the good news that it should fall outside of it. Now, one of the things that we, we have, we've looked at in various structures, as as, as uh, Yvette's mentioned, there's all sorts of different ways of, of, of maintaining the sta- stability of the coin, and so we've we you know there's some concerns that that we have occasionally in different structures as to as to arbitrage opportunities. Does that potentially lead to an expectation of profit if there's a an ability to arbitrage? You know that value. Uh, you know that's significant enough to to cause uh, that sort of concern that that someone could say, uh, you know, I'll I want to buy this one because you know I think I could play the game of you know taking advantage of of arbitrage opportunities. Mm-hmm. So I see. Yeah. So that's that's kind of the the main concern, the securities side. Uh, you know that that we look at. Otherwise, you're all in a vet's court. So you would have to be arbitraging between. Uh, the same stable coin, right? Would that that would be the right, analysis? Right. For, yeah, so that so if they're you know, depending on again how it's um, you know how how the the, the, st- the stabilization mechanism works. Mm-hmm. You know, some of them, you know, you know, the algorithmic for example, you know, it, it should incentivize uh, the the stability of the price, but it doesn't necessarily guarantee it, for example, so that there could be points in time where there's, there, there are discrepancies that, that folks could take advantage of. Again, I, I think there are very strong arguments that, that even those sorts of things uh, shouldn't be, um, you know, securities because you know, there should not be an expectation of profit and should be able to kind of inoculate your purchasers against that. But that's the concern that you'd want to wrestle with.